1: So in today's episode, ladies, we have Ada Lee. She is a general contractor in the Chicago area. Not only is she a general contractor and she grew up in the general contracting and construction business, but she is both an active investor, a passive investor. She has experience in multifamily, mobile home parks, um, development. I mean, there's not one aspect, self storage. There's not one aspect of this business that she's probably not involved in. And she is such a humble, humble person. Uh, on today's episode, I, I really love today's episode for a lot of reasons. Uh, We get into she has um, she's worked with her parents, her husband, uh, best friend, and and she's really gave some great suggestions on how to navigate that, which we're all figuring out still because it can get very uh, blurred, if you will. And she gives some great suggestions on how to keep things kind of real and and make sure you're you're balancing it all as both partners and, you know, um, family members yeah, it's a challenge, but she gave you know,
2: great tips on that. And I think it's also good to see the perspective from a general contractor. And we talked about them. As this like bad guy that is going to take her money and everything else, but it's good to hear from her the perspective. Uh, one of the most frequent questions that I get asked is how much is uh, deposit should be in a project, and she goes through it. Uh, she shares her perspectives, and she also shares the red flags that you need to look after when you meet a contractor <laughs> to know if he or she is a good fit for you. So this is uh, an amazing episode full of specific tips for you. Ida is just as Lisa, a very humble person, but very experienced uh, person. You can look at her bio and, and check what she has done. So uh, get in touch with her. That's what I mean. <laughs> Enjoy this episode.
3: Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit BiggerPockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's BiggerPockets.com slash Vacasa. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Welcome back,
1: ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for listening. This show is dedicated to helping women live a financially free and balanced life. If you are a return woman who's been on this journey with us since we started a couple of years ago, thank you for being with us. Uh, And uh, we're back with another episode here. Uh, We got Ada Lee uh, in Chicago. Thank you so much for being on our show today. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited to be here. Ada is one of our uh, Invest her meetup leaders in Chicago. We have just relaunched that meetup recently. They got like a rock star uh, team out there that's leading this this uh, this meetup out there. So just excited to have you on, and uh, we've been connecting a bunch. And whenever women are talking, I'm like, I gotta have her. we gotta have her on the podcast. So that was that was what I had thought initially when I when I met Ada. So we're excited to have her on. Uh, before we get into her story and before we get into all the good stuff, we're gonna get into with her. Uh, Andressa, like we always do, right? You know, women. Are are putting their time aside to connect with, with us, with the women listening, with the community that we've been building in the investor community. But most importantly, we like to share a quick tip, strategy, something that's coming up for us uh, every week to help all of you that's listening and that's on this journey with us. So it is your yeah. turn. What is what is happening in your world, dress It's my turn, right? So
2: I'm gonna talk about making it work. So Liz, you know this week I started a 75 hard, and if you don't know what that is, Google it. 75 hard challenge, and I came across this challenge. It, it, to me, it's more like a mental challenge. It is physical, but to me, it's more mental because uh, I, if I don't bypass my mental, I won't get to the physical. You guys are following me, so I got that uh, from Pili, and if you don't know Pili Yerusi. Please check her out. She's a (laughs) badass woman. Um, And here's my point. It it is a 75-day commitment where you got to work out twice a day, 45 minutes, drink a gallon of freaking water. um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, no alcohol, uh, no cheating meals, got to follow a diet, got to read 10 pages per day. Audible does not work. So it was just a lot of things there that I was like oh okay no it doesn't work. We are this is exactly week that I started Liz and I are launching our week challenge. So our schedule it's tight. It's getting dark outside. I am already full on my schedule I can keep going over here with so many excuses or reasons when I say excuses equal reasons why I would not do this (laughs) I already don't have time to spend you know quality time with my son so I will take from him like that's my brain talking to me and I decided that I was gonna make it work that I was important to me to start doing this and commit to do it. So I immediately taxed Billy and, and she's my accountability person. I right? you gotta find somebody that is like, oh my gosh, this person will not let me fall because she's taxing me. She's like, oh, what's what's going on with you? My mom was like why are you sharing this with everybody? Because then if you don't do it, right? <laughs> then don't no one knows. Share it. Yeah. <laughs> don't share it because then I was like, well, that's the problem, right? Because I want to share it with everybody. And I am on day three. I have I feel that I am like those those folks that are going to, you know, different challenges that they like, it's one day at a time, and that's that's where I am at. And I'm not giving up. But what I have found yesterday, right? I'm learning different things. The day one, I learned that I drink no water. And then a gallon of water for me was more difficult than doing the exercises, mm. which is crazy. Yesterday, I have found... A very profound thing for me, for me, for me it was profound. I had, I came back home, had lunch, had dinner and everything else. And I still have a, had a 45 minute workout that I needed to put in. And I wanted to spend time with my son. So I was like, okay, I need to combine this. So for a long time <laughs> that I haven't done this, I put hand on the, on the stroller and I jog to the park. Awesome. But here's the thing: we start looking at the moon and the stars, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, there's so many stars!" And I was like, "Whoa, yes, there is." So I was like, "Wow!" And then we bond at the park, and then came back. We had an awesome time. But I think that it this this challenge is forcing me to be present and to say yes to things. Yes, I do have time. I don't have time to spend too much on, on Facebook, TikTok stories or different things. I don't. Right. right? But I have, I do have the time and, and the energy that is bringing me, I can express. I'm day three. I started having like sores, but it's, it's all good. So for you guys that are listening, when you say, Oh, I don't have more time, let's rearrange and make it work rearrange, make it work and just
1: commit, have an accountability
2: person, whatever that go is and move forward.
1: I, I'm so proud of you, but not just cause you're my <laughs> friend and partner, but I, you know, you've been talking for a while about doing something like this. And I'm so proud of you that you And it's not just this like easygoing thing. It is like a, it is a thing. It is a thing you have to schedule. And like, it's like, it's a commitment. That's why I told you I Don't do it. I got to go back to day one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I'm just so proud of you. And I love how you, You said, I want to, I want to be with my son and I need to do this 45 minutes. And then you got creative and your mind went to creativity versus I can't, I can't. And then you, and then look what, what beautiful things happened. You guys had a new experience together and you got your workout in. I just love that. So keep up, keep up the great work there. Fingers Uh, crossed. Pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's awesome so without further ado uh ada i just wanted you know as we always do we we ask the women that we interview and we have such amazing amazing women that we interview on our show um you you as well what propelled you and your background's fascinating so i know that we're going to love it but what propelled you to get involved in uh real estate and investing and, and everything that you're up to right now well Once again, thank you, Liz and Addressa for having me. I'm very, very happy to be here.
0: Uh, I think what propelled me to get into real estate and real estate investing was it was almost a natural progression for me because I started out, you know, uh, first generation, Uh, um, you know, my parents are immigrants. They came here not speaking the language or knowing the culture. And the only thing that my dad knew because he started out as a young 16 year old was on construction sites.
2: Where, where are they
0: from, Ada? Originally uh, from China, and then they moved to Hong Kong and they were there for about two decades. And my dad worked in construction. He, it's a very interesting story. He's a refugee and he, he left mm-hmm. China uh, under some interesting circumstances, which I won't get into yet, but you know, um, he left China and moved to Hong Kong at a very young age. And his first job was on a construction site. So oh, it, it was, you know, his, his lifeblood basically. So when he immigrated here, that was really the only thing he knew how to do. Mm. And that's how I started in the business, just as a young child, absorbing everything, helping him out with permitting, with attorneys, uh, with, you know, the language barrier. It was such a learning curve for me as a a teenager, when everyone else was out having fun and partying and being a teenager, I was like very studious. And I had to help my parents with their business. Mm. So that's how I started. And then I met my husband who said oh, this is great. I married a a woman contractor. (laughs) This is, this is perfect. And, you know, we started our own real estate syndication company and now, you know, we're doing our own development. We got back into it because I was doing, you know, small developments with my parents on the side for a few years in the nineties. And then we started getting a lot more custom home builds for clients. And so we weren't concentrating on that as much, you know, our own developments, but we're getting back
1: into it. We have more hands on deck as we say. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it. So, and you you're involved in, so you're still an active GC general contractor working with, you know, a variety of clients, right? Correct. and then you have your development projects that you're working on. You're doing some new builds for your own kind of investments. And then you're investing passively in a bunch of different things. So you oh, yeah. in mobile home parks, right? Yes, and a lot, yes. you're, you're, you're involved a lot. So there's a few ways we could take this. And there's a few, selfishly, I'm intrigued, but we want to get to the mobile home park uh, information because you, you own quite a bit there. Let's start with just being... Um, a woman in, in, in construction, right. Mm-hmm. Um, on is like a topic near and dear to her heart. Um, yes, I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I can't talk, it, all day. I can <laughs> talk all day. And, it, and there's never some, there's, there's never an end to that conversation, to be honest with you, because it's still very male oriented and male dominated. So absolutely, h- help, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about that path for you, um, and what you've learned and what, you would say to women who are, you know, in the space of doing, working with contractors all the time, uh, you know, what recommendations do you have? What tips do you have? i um, would love to hear from you on that because you've been in this business as being a kid. Right. And, uh, you know, that, that would be a wonderful way to go here, especially for women who are struggling at times and dealing with contractors, you Absolutely. know, being taken seriously. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, first,
0: I want to say that I realize I come from a, a place of privilege because I am, quote unquote, the boss's daughter, correct? I, I mean, I started out, they, the guys would see me on, on the field and, and on job sites with my dad. So there was already a, a respect there. Oh, she's helping her dad. I like that second generation. That's, that's awesome. So I, I realize I come from a place of privilege when it comes to that. But for a lot of women that are starting out that don't have the background, um, that didn't grow up in the business, it's daunting because a lot of these, I'm not saying, uh, I shouldn't generalize. However, it's a, it's a male dominated space, as you've mentioned And it's very hard to be taken seriously as the only woman in the room as the title of your book, you know, which I I would love to ask you questions on later on about, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, to be taken seriously, you have to be not only well-prepared, you have to know your stuff. I wanted to say another word, (laughs) but (laughs) I won't. You really have to know your, (laughs) yes, exactly. You have to know (laughs) your shit Uh, because any small mistake is amplified being the only woman in the room and being uh, sometimes a pioneer uh, mistakes made by a male counterpart uh, is brushed off. But when you do it, when you make that mistake as a woman, it's uh, it can be very damaging. And I've had that happen on a lot of my projects where it's a simple mistake, but in my head I amplify it mm-hmm. and I, I do my best to correct it, uh, you know, uh, without costing too much time or money for my client or for myself. And what I've learned is to, um, you know, take it seriously, but at the same time, forgive yourself mm-hmm. because the more you amplify it in your own head, the more it will amplify in, in the outer, in the space, you know, that you're working with the men. And a lot of times they're, they're there to help you too. You know, they're there to catch you. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, you are only as good as your team. And I found that there, um, there are some people that are more than willing to help you, to guide you, to answer any questions you have. So don't be afraid to ask uh, and don't be afraid to make mistakes. That was one of the major lessons I had to learn on my own. Oh man, I don't know if you guys had experienced that but I Oh I no no up. Mistakes. No, <laughs> no mistakes. No. No, not you Andrea, right?
1: <laughs> nope.
2: No. Here I'll share one one for you guys. Just just Wait, one. Just one. Just one. This <laughs> right? Uh he, it's so funny what you're saying and that is that is the truth. I didn't realize that. So I'll I'll share what it is. <clears throat> We have, a, we have a triplex, and recently I found out that the, the contractor in 2018 did not vent out one of the dryers, uh-huh. oh just forgot to do that, right? But I have, I have contact with the HVAC guy who did the work and he maintains uh, the, the property. Um, so I said to him, hey, uh, I need you to come here because uh, on the outside, I can see that that things are coming out, but it's either somebody forgot to connect mm-hmm. or worst case scenario, you guys forgot to run the pipe itself. So he came, he made some holes and he's like, I don't know where the pipe is. So we need to run the pipe. I was mm-hmm. like, great. But in my head, as you're saying what you just said about women and and men, I said, shit, I did not check that. I need to put here on my my punch list Mm -hmm. that I need to check every single vent from now on. And it's such a basic thing, right? It's just like buying a car and check, checking if there is like four wheels. But I was like, <laughs> one, two, three, four. Yes, there is. Vent. Yes, let me check. It is, it is obvious that I was expecting him to run vent up, but didn't. And then I had that. I was like, oh, shit, I dropped the ball. And the guy was like, I don't know. I guess we need to run it
0: not taking any
2: accountability, accountability for it right <laughs> even though it was no, zero. mistake <laughs> yeah i guess we need to run it and and then i'll have to charge you for for i was like no no no, buddy, <laughs> you're not gonna charge it because this is supposed to be here and this is your responsibility it was i take i take responsibility for not double checking it and not catching this while all the walls were open and now we need to find a creative way because i'm not gonna open up all the walls here to to mm-hmm. you know make this work so then i contact another gc that is very you know creative i was like how can we do this the best way possible and then we made this work but as you were saying i i took responsibility and why he didn't right and i think that a lot of the women that are listening here right now when dealing with contractors um we always have this image of like this bad guy contractors are here to take our money and just run it right, <laughs> right, right. and i wanna i wanna say to you guys uh, it, it isn't right it is not and i think there's good and bad in every single there's bad dentist there's good dentists, and there's good contractors and bad contractors so but it is refreshing to me to be talking to a contractor so we can Ask the questions from another perspective, right? Correct. Right. Because right. many times what we hear is, "Okay, what is fair?" What one of the biggest questions, the most frequent questions that I get is, "What is fair to give as a deposit?" And then my question is, in what? In a commercial, residential, new construction? What, in what? As a deposit? Because my guy is asking for fifty percent upfront, or I don't know the whole thing. So, from a con, con, uh, GC perspective, a general contractor perspective, I'll ask you that question. Okay. What will be a fair <laughs> deposit? <laughs> and then you can you can share your your experience and right. why why the why behind it. Uh, here's some of my insight. It
0: all depends. It, you know, it just just to generalize, it is a major red flag if is someone that you've never worked with asks for a 50% deposit. I think that as a general contractor, I would never do that to a client. If it's uh, a a few hundred dollars, maybe if it's a small project, but if you're talking somewhere in the thousands, a 50% deposit is uh, quite a lot of money, you know, for a lot of people. Uh, And I don't know how it is in other States, but in Illinois, we have the general contractor has a tool in their toolbox called a mechanics lien, which in Illinois, you're technically required to do the work first and then get paid. And that's why you have that mechanics lien as a general contractor in your toolbox. If a client doesn't pay you, you get to place a lien on their title. So in many of my projects, for example, um, I don't get a deposit, especially if it's paid through a title company. So I'm all technically as a contractor, almost floating this project you know, for the first you know, 20% of the job. And then once there's fixtures in place or there is a structure in place, then I will uh, do the paperwork for a payout to the client. They send out a third party to make sure the work is done. And then the bank releases the funds to me that protects me as a general contractor that protects the client that protects the bank and the mortgage holder. But if you're talking about smaller projects that don't go through a title company, oh, man, you're going to paint me in a corner here. Aren't you? <laughs> I, think. <laughs> uh, I think as a general contractor wearing that hat, a small deposit is not out of the question. Uh, but as a, you know, if I was talking to a friend who, uh, just signed a contract with somebody, I would say, uh, Generally, you know, a ten to twenty-five percent is safe. I, I don't know what you what you think, Andressa. What What have you ge- yeah, advice have you given?
2: Well, I, I think it really depends, right? If it is right. new construction, is a completely different scenario. I always oh, think absolutely. about like, okay, what is coming ahead, and mm-hmm. what it will be the cost for doing foundation. Are we talking one foundation 3456 or are we doing um, demo in a house, a like clean out in a house. So I always think about like the 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 next step and and I feel that like we as exactly as you said, when when it's a it's a green light when I see them the general contractor is running a business and he has capital to start the next phase independently and I totally agree with you, is just a protection that both sides have. Right. Because you guys also, like, you guys need to get paid for the work. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. We have creditors, we have vendors we have to pay, we have
0: subcontractors we have to pay, yeah. But a lot
2: of things, I think that the mistake here is that a lot of general contractors, the smaller guys that do like residential, they don't leverage, for example, Uh, lines of credits with suppliers. They just go to Home Depot, buy everything, uh, and then they get in a position where their cash is is tight. Tight. So from from a GC perspective, Mm -hmm. besides the the 50% upfront, what are the other red flags that you will tell people like run from this person? Uh, I
0: always uh, tell them to run if they're not insured it always, you know, dealing in construction, there's so many dangerous scenarios and liability issues. Uh, You know, I always make sure that I tell my clients, you know, or my friends that ask for advice, are these people insured? Uh, Can you get references? Because, you know, that is very important. If you are unsure of their work, if they don't have a website, you know, if they're not technically savvy and you can't see their work, references are so important. Can they give you a a client's name or number or, you know, a few of them, you could see their work if they can give you the address of some of the job sites. Uh, Some of the other things I would look for as well, um, are they able to, you know, get permits? There are so many scenarios that I've heard from uh, clients where they've had a bad GC Because, you know, everything looked good on paper. But then when it came time to pull the permit, they said, oh, we can't do that. The owner should do that. Oh, I don't know. To me, that's a red flag. I agree with you. Yes. Because that tells me that they have either they've had a bad reputation with the municipality that they've worked in and they're on some sort of, you know, blacklisted, you know, situation. So I would uh, I would hesitate if they couldn't pull their own permits or have someone pull their permits for them with their name on that, you know, on that permit.
2: Uh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head, but I'm sure once we get going, there'll be other things <laughs> yeah. that I can... <laughs> no, those are awesome. I think that what you're saying, and and I will put that on the contract, because then before you hand the check, right, right. They, it's is an agreement, because it's very hard once you hand the check already, and then they say, well, no, it's on you to pull the permit, or, or wait, hold no. on a second... <laughs> Give me back. Right. (laughs) Oh, I already deposit. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, So I I totally agree with you in in that sense. And for, for you guys right now, as a general contractor, do you guys also build for yourselves or for clients only? Both. We build for ourselves. Was that a transition or was always being like that? it hasn't always been like that. It has been a gradual
0: transition more so lately. And it's, um, it's worked out well because I get a lot of things at cost. So my client, and I put this in air quotes, is my husband or the development company that we have together. And it's, it's ironic. It's, it's actually some of the more challenging projects I've had is with my own family members. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause you're, you're trying to wear both hats and it's just, so difficult. You're like trying to be the GC. And then at the same time, you're also receiving the product from yourself. And you're like, Oh, now I know why there's punch lists because I am not satisfied with this. I'm not satisfied with that. You know? So it's been quite a you know, it's, it's been quite the fun journey. It is fun,
1: but a journey nonetheless. But I I think that's a great strategy. We're, we're actually for the first time in our tenure of, of investing we're going to be partnering with a GC who we've done, you know, other things with. We we respect. They have the capacity. Um, they don't. They don't. They don't have any of these red flags. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be partnering with them to um, build another because we have a we have a 50 unit um, apartment building. in in pennsylvania and we have a raw piece of land that we got with the with the building we have never done anything with so we're contributing the land they're going to be doing things at cost to build uh, another 30 unit units on this 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 uh, opportunity but it's our first time really partnering in that way Mm -hmm. with an existing you know they're they're already they're doing stuff for other people just like yourself but we're really excited uh, about this opportunity in that uh we're actually it's like they're 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 so professional, you know, and they're so they have such the ability to to, to, to do this type of project. Um, and I and I'm laughing sort of because that wasn't always the case for us. You know, we got our start in, 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 you know, in Trenton, New Jersey, and we would take any contractors that were willing to come to Trenton, New Jersey. And you could just Fill in the blanks of the, the people we've worked with over the years i mean <laughs> yeah. I, you know everything you said red flags I, that has all been the case for so many people we've worked with over the years and you know it just goes to show you what like my point in sharing this with you is that it's it's very creative to partner with a gc that can do things at cost and you bring something to the table as the investor as, again, as long as you vet them and, and everything right. along those lines, of course, but that's a very interesting um, strategy and it's a very smart strategy. It can, can really be. And then they're going to be a partner in that building with us as well. Um, so I, I just say that because depending on where you invest, right, where we all invest, some mm-hmm. GCs are willing to go certain areas, other contractors are willing to go to other areas. And I just say that because we didn't always think about that when we were looking at a market and we were looking at investment property, we didn't think about contractors, like who are the contractors that work here? You know? And I, right. I think that's so important because depending on, you know, the, the, the type of area, not all contractors are going to work in all areas, obviously. And it's something to consider before you buy that investment property, you know, who's going to go do the leasing there. And I know it seems so obvious. <laughs> Sounds like stupid coming out of my mouth a little bit, but we didn't think through all those things early on. And, you know, I, I wish we had, I, and obviously we think of those things now, but. Um, you know, just things to consider because contractors are you are people too, right. and they they want to do business in areas that they're going to be able to do other other projects too, right? They have to maximize their time and energy. So, just some some um, thoughts there on on that. I just wanted to share. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because majority of our developments and our work and
0: our clients are within a few mile radius of us. I mean, Chicago is a big city, but a lot of my projects are on the south side where I live. It's in right. the neighborhood where I live because everyone knows us. They know our reputation. They know we've been around for a while. Right. One of the development projects that I'm doing right now, it's funny you bring this up. It's very similar. The owner of the land is partnering with us. Yeah. They offered up the land. We're offering up our expertise in our business. Yeah. And it was just a win-win situation, right? It's and that's exactly what you're doing, Liz.
1: Yeah, and if you can figure that out versus us hiring them, we right. could, right? So we have to give a little bit up there, but it's it's so much in our better interest. And then they're expressing what their fees are, and and we're and, and us as well as we're putting this together and going to the you know to the to the, to the zoning board because we have to do some zoning stuff. So anyway, it's it's going to be it's going to it's going to work out well. But yeah, it's just it's a graduation, right? We didn't start <laughs> with that; <laughs> we started with all the red flags. Um, <laughs>
3: Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A. Biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa.
1: A couple of things. I, I love that you're um, a woman in minority um. Own business and you have a uh, you know you have that certification. Uh, there's a lot of women listening that have that or may are, are, are actually own their business, but maybe aren't taking full advantage of those those um, of that criteria, if you will. So I'm just curious, and I know obviously you're in Chicago uh, might be different in all the states. of the women you know uh, listening to this, it's not going to be exact, but I don't know if I'm taking all the advantages of the businesses that we that we own, right, Andressa. It's just it, I want to you know I want to just go there if we can for a few minutes. Why did you do it and what advantages have you seen uh, to come from it uh, as you've uh, done, you know, worked in your business and and grown your business? Okay.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And it's, uh, I, we got our certification last year in May and it was a few years in the making because the city of Chicago and the county and the surrounding county have a reciprocity program. And once you get certified for with the city, you technically are certified with the county as well. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. Nice. So it, it worked out well, but I never took full advantage of it either, to be honest, because I realized there was a lot of paperwork. I wasn't even sure if we qualified because there was a, there was for a few years, I believed, and I, I, I can't maybe I'm misremembering, but I thought that being Asian business owner was not considered a minority anymore. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it was weird. I I might've confused it with something else, but I never did the certification. I never put our our company through the ringer that way. And it was not until last year when a a business opportunity presented itself, but it had to be partnered with somebody that was minority or women business enterprise. And that's when I was like, just do it. So I spent three months and it, it took three months to wow. gather all of your financials, the background of each individual owner in the company, which were my right. parents. Uh, and it took three months to gather all the information and it took another few months for the city to approve it. Uh, and they have free programs to help you walk through it for anyone interested. Uh, I would say just do it because there's no, um, there is a small fee, but it's nominal. And I think it's worth it because it opens up a whole line of revenue of business for you. Uh, You don't have to take every contract that comes your way, but you are also on a list of other larger companies that do want to partner with a minority or women business owned enterprise. And you could learn a lot from them by partnering with them because that's how they get their credits.
2: Yes, exactly. So for the ladies that, that are listening this and they're saying, "What are you talking about?" Right? <laughs> yeah. So she said <laughs> No, no, no. It, it's it, it's all good because uh, being a certified business uh, owner opens a lot of opportunities because public work require that to, to 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 be the case. I, I I know that here in Philadelphia, I was part of a Like a workshop where they were saying because women are not certified, all the job goes to other companies just because they don't have who to give it to. So for for you, for the ladies that are listening, in your experience, what are the advantages, and why would you recommend somebody to get certified? It's not for everyone if you don't have the
0: uh, infrastructure in place, because the things that they ask you include, you know, uh, tax returns. And I don't know how it is in Philadelphia, but in Chicago, they want five years, previous five years of everything, your financial records, your personal tax returns, uh, your company tax returns. So you have to really have all of your paperwork in order, your operating agreements, um, your, uh, you know, your state of corporate good standing. They just want a lot of information because they want to, you know, they want to make sure you're legitimate because I believe there have been in the past, there's been, you know, uh, fraud. So Mm -hmm. to protect everybody, they ask for a lot of paperwork. Um, and If you are new in the business, I am not sure if you need to be, you know, working for five years, you know, that's something that I am actually not sure of because we've Mm -hmm. been in the business so long that it didn't, it never occurred to me to know if you needed five years of experience before you apply. So it's something you have to research thoroughly Mm -hmm. before you do. Uh, But some of the advantages, I mean, there's so many opportunities out there that are not being taken advantage of by women and minority businesses. Uh, maybe because they they don't have you know the the help that they need or, or they have so many questions. But don't be afraid to ask for help. There's so many free workshops. But back to the advantages, there is money to be made, uh, and and you know uh, there are great opportunities. Because I always think that one of the it only takes one of these projects to lead to bigger and better things. You can scale up from there. Uh, that's part of why we did this because you know, we've been such a small operation for so many years that with me taking more of the day-to-day operations, I would like to scale our company. And I think that is a great opportunity for us.
1: Yeah, I love that. And it also is very applicable as, as, you know, women and men and whomever are considering buying businesses, right? Not just buying property, but actually buying businesses and what's available to women and minority owned uh, certified, um, you know, business. It's just, it's just opens up and it's a whole new world to me as well, to be honest, but something that's, that's been intriguing to me. And I'm like, I got to look a little further into it, but it's like, like anything, right? You got to take the time. Would you like, you know, uh, recommend like local I don't know, local reps to start with? Or like you said, there's workshops. Do you just find that in your kind of local uh, area in terms of like just the government, uh, like the the county, if you will? Is that the best place to start? Okay, correct. Start with your
0: local municipality and look up, uh, you know, women and minority business enterprise certification. And I believe those keywords will, will pull up, uh, whatever's in your County. was whatever is in your, sometimes it's state, sometimes it's as big as, as the state, but it's worth looking into. And there's always, I, I think there's always free workshops.
1: Yep. And I also say with the local municipality, especially if it's an area that you're investing in, these are good people to know anyway, Absolutely, right? because these are the folks that might know about the new um, company coming in in two months or I feel like the local municipality, I don't know about the both of you, but are just so, such underutilized go to people in our in our world of real estate uh, that, you know, beyond the conversation we're having right now about the being coming certified as a, as a woman in or, and or minority business, you can just pick their brain about the area and the market. Right. I mean, these yes. are just great people to network with regardless, especially if you're just an, an investor in, in real estate. So. Untapped but, resource Liz. Yeah. yeah. And these people that, like you call them and you're like, can I make a Like I make an appointment. They're like, sure. Like they never have a lot of things. Like at least people are called they don't have a lot going on for whatever reason. Right. Like they're always available. <laughs> I'm like, does anyone else talking to these people? You know, that's what I wonder sometimes, but yeah, underutilized. Very cool. Um, it's like, we got to ask you, I mean, you, you know, you grew up in this business with your family, you work with your husband, um, you know, you talk about, and, and, and you don't even, you work with other clients with your family. Then you have your own development projects. Then you're passively investing in a ton of multifamily self-storage. You're doing mobile home parks. I mean, you, you don't have one thing going on. I mean, I thought I had a lot going on, but that's a lot going on, especially with your husband, your family. It's very intertwined and it has been since you've been young. So, you know, would love to pick your brain, right? What, what has been some secrets to your success, if you will, to, to do that, to manage that, to, Quite honestly, keep growing together. I mean, you keep getting involved in different things. So, how have you been able to make all that work? Very good question. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's been uh, it's been tricky to navigate, but I think having our, our personalities work well together helps. Mm. I personally—that's funny—I kept saying I keep saying personally, but I don't take things personally. I can have a a, a huge you know disagreement with my father about the business. But at the end of the day, we will respect each other's opinions and we will take it into account. And I think that's what makes it work. And the same with my husband. Uh, There has to be a baseline of respect. You, You have to come to the table and realize that you might be disagreeing about the method or the process, but at the end of the day, you want the same thing. You want the same goal. You're working towards the same goal. Uh, and like I said, when there is a disagreement, don't take things personally. And I, I make sure that is a mantra, um, you know, being a sensitive person, I, it is work to not take things personally.
1: Mm. How did you
2: get there
0: though? Yeah. How did you do that? Please
1: secret. Yeah. I I take everything personally. So how do you, how do you do it? I let myself dwell in it for a little bit and
0: then you have to shake it off because You can't move forward if you're, if you're sitting in there and it's twirl, it's swirling around in your head, all these dark thoughts, and then you start doubting yourself. You know, um, I I give myself a little, little break and I say, okay, you can be upset about it, but give it a time limit and then move on and you can revisit it. But when you're not as emotional Mm. and then you have to look at it from their perspective as well, do they have a point? Um, and sometimes in the heat of the moment, maybe they regret what they said as well, but it, it, t- it took practice and it, it, it's like that. And, it, and it, it really, it's just, it's so funny that at 41 years old, it's taken me this long to kind of, you know, uh, be able to unplug from it and, and let go at the end of the day. And for some people, it might be journaling it, it might be meditating. It might be exercising, but whatever it is, you always have to let go after some point,
2: Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. I, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more, but I'm proud that at 41 and not at 81, anyone, you did it. <laughs> exactly. Anyone. Exactly. And
0: Tresla. The fact that we've all, you know, we've learned our lessons and we get to this point. It doesn't matter how old you
2: are. You've learned yes. the lesson, right? Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> so I, um, I'm reading this book called Let It Go right now really okay yes and it's funny because the guy talks about all the different things that we try we try meditation we try visualization uh take amino acids you go to a uh, uh, medium uh, you you do different things <laughs> and the last thing that we do is really like to let it go and it's so powerful that means that it's not it's not easy uh, to to let go of something but it's as you were saying it takes a lot of work and being present, uh, acknowledging. Oh, okay, brain, you're telling me a lot of things here, mm-hmm. right? That I might not agree, but I love that you are saying, okay, you can revisit. I'll give you a time. I think that's great technique. I'll give you a ten minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can you can make me crazy for ten minutes, and now I'll, I'll revisit w- when my emotion is in a different state. Yes, I, I think a lot of times we
0: we govern with emotion, and we really need to take a step back. Uh, and I've learned to even in my texts and in my emails and my responses, I'll type it up, I won't send it, I'll back off, and then you come back and you revisit it and you 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 look at it from a, a clear perspective and you say, is this what I really want to say? Can I say it in, in less in less words and less sentences? Can I be more concise?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's a work in progress, ladies. It's a work in
0: progress. <laughs>
1: totally, totally. And do you have certain roles with your husband? Because now you, you know, you, yes. you live together. So it's a little, you know, sometimes it's easier to separate if you don't, if certain family members, right? You don't live right. together. But so with your husband, have you created any sort of like terms or boundaries or just things that you've evolved to yes. over the years? Okay. Yes, yes. Boundaries are so
0: important when you work with family, whether it's your parents, whether it's your siblings, whether it's your best friend, whether it's your husband, setting boundaries early on is important. And those boundaries can change and they will change. Some of the things that we, you know, that we we will allow uh, at at the dinner table, maybe uh, talk about work, but it has to be short and concise and then it has to be over. And then the rest of it is about how your day went. Um, you know, what you, you know, what, what your plans are, things like that. But it, it can't always be about work. And I think that a lot of husband and wife teams have that problem. Absolutely. You know, they forget why they fell in love with each other to begin with, you know, and being a business partner is very different from being, you know, a spouse. Uh, So you have to wear those different hats, but put those boundaries in place, uh, set some times where you only talk about work, during work hours. And then after that, uh, it it really should be off the table. You can't help it if something comes up. Right. But don't let that suck up all your time as as a couple or as a family.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's near impossible having a serious conversation with like with us because especially with our kids running around, you know, it's (laughs) like, he's like, so I got something I want to share with you. And my son's like, (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. i'm like i i can't really hear you right now so can we schedule so like uh-huh. it's just you know even just having those uh-huh. conversations like seriously my son you. like seriously my son that's all he does he's like I'm like i think like i have 10 kids sometimes he's the <laughs> loudest kid and he just literally just screams out like he's got something came over him like an alien but anyway I uh, don't you know I, but that's huge right to have those conversations and yeah it's um and it evolves what's working today isn't always going to work the next right. week and exactly um, something for that's worked with me and my husband is we'll schedule some time to go over business and we schedule it. And then we, we, we do something fun immediately after. So it doesn't feel like too worky. So, um, we, now we haven't actually done this but Like we, we were, we're scheduling it in the next few weeks where we'll have an hour meeting and then we're going to take a bike ride or have a meal together out to go out to lunch or take a walk when That's the kids are good idea. Yeah. Like we really needed, like we're, it's our new Cause like we were like getting frustrated with each other with what, you know, a couple of different things. And I'm like, we need to incorporate fun because him and I actually have fun really well together. That, that's, you know, that's something like when we're just having fun and we enjoy each other's company, but when we talk about stuff that's serious is when we can kind of butt heads and, we, you know, we have different opinions on. So um, so let's incorporate something that actually works for our relationship, you know, like incorporate some fun. Um, it was actually Matt's idea, but that's okay. I'll make believe it my idea. What's um, your idea, Liz? It's your idea. Yeah, so you planted idea. the seed in his exactly, head. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you got to keep evolving. And I love that you keep evolving with your family. Um, so what's next for you? I mean, you, you're involved in so many different aspects of real estate and you have, uh, this growing business that you're also doing all this work. So like for you as an investor, especially with your investor hat on, I'm I'm curious personally, what's next for you or what investment vehicle intrigues you most as you're looking with everything happening with, with our current, you know, COVID pandemic recession, like what's, what's intriguing you these days. What are you most excited about from an investing perspective? Oh,
0: that is a good question. My investing hat is is so flimsy, Liz, to be honest, because I'm so focused on being a general contractor and building <laughs> that, you know, um, I'm a newbie when it comes to investing. So you guys have a lot more insight than I do, but what interests me right now during the time of this pandemic and the downturn in the economy, um, just loss of jobs, you know, uh, I think is mobile home parks. I think, right now we're having a really hard time and we're having a reckoning with affordable housing. I think for so many years it was ignored. It was, it, there was no incentive for developers, honestly, to, to develop job. affordable housing. Yeah. It doesn't make financial sense when the price of lumber, when the price of steel, when the price of appliances, when the price of everything has gone up exponentially. You know, I was just complaining to my lumber vendor. I was like, mm. I remember a couple of years ago you were charging me a dollar 56 for a two by four. You're now charging me $8 and it just, it, it, it breaks your bank. It breaks, you know, whatever profit that you were going to make as a developer. So what incentive is there for affordable housing? None whatsoever, unless, you know, a municipality or government steps up and says, here is land, please develop this. And here's some tax incentives for the developer. You know, I really don't see any other way. I'm sure there is, I'm, I, you know, I'm sure some of your listeners have ideas, but Right now, affordable housing is something that we are now pivoting towards and looking at, which is why mobile home parks as an investor has become sort of the forefront uh, you know, of our goal here. That's
1: really great. And, and where are you focused on right now in terms of prox- like geography of the, of the, uh, in the country? Uh, geography wise, we're in the Sun Belt.
0: So um, South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, yeah. um, Kansas,
1: which is Midwest. But yeah, those yeah. are all the places we're looking at. Yeah, where there's growth of of people. Yeah, growth yeah, and, jobs and yeah. yes, absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. It's awesome. Very cool. Um, Ada, where can the ladies uh, listening learn more about you? Uh, you've been such a wealth of of knowledge here. Where can they learn more about you or connect with you further? So
0: I am gonna give my email address. It's for my general construction company, but I'm I'm always on that email. So uh they could reach me at Ada Ada at winnerconstructioninc dot com. That's ada at W-I-N-N-E-R constructioninc.com. And if they want to learn more about our passive investments and, and some of the other things that we're doing, they could visit our website. It's another mouthful. I'm sorry. We couldn't pick any you know easier names, but it's uh, www.hardscrabbleinvestments.com. And I'll spell that out for you. It's H-A-R-D-S-C-R-A-B-B-L-E
2: Investments. Plural.com. Awesome. And for all of you guys that couldn't drop that down, don't worry. (laughs) I got you covered. All this information you guys are going to find on our show notes. And now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Ada, is what's the most transformational book you have ever read? Ooh, I'm still reading it. I'm in the middle of it uh, by Chris
0: Voss. Oh, and <laughs> never split the difference. Yes, oh, which yeah. to me, I mean, it's everyone's favorite book. But I, I mean, I just stumbled on it so late because I just don't have time to read much. But yeah, that for me was uh, very interesting, and I never, I, I never looked at it from that perspective. And I, I love that it was recommended to me.
2: Yeah, I love, I love that book. When I, because I, I always thought splitting the difference was fair,
0: right? So right. it was
2: good compromise. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was interesting to, to look at it from that perspective. Like no one wins. No one wins. Exactly. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life?
0: Oh, geez. That's its own podcast, isn't it, ladies? <laughs>
1: that
0: is its own podcast. Oh, True. Um, I guess the advice... Oh, man, that's so hard to answer because sometimes we're in a good financial place, but I think because I grew up poor, I always feel like I'm not, does that make sense? So, uh, for me, it's always, you know, finding that new investment and, and, um, having, you know, good due diligence and starting early. If I had started doing this in my twenties, I would be retired by now, you know, and I kick myself all the time for not taking this more seriously when I was in my twenties, um, instead of, you know, living life, you know,
2: So, so here's what I want to say to you, Ada, because, um, you know, for those of you that are listening, check her bio. We're not talking to somebody. She's very humble (laughs) with what her story and her journey, uh, but check her out because I, I just want to acknowledge all the work that you have done in your experience. You bring a lot to the table, a lot to the table as a contractor, as an investor, I don't consider you a newbie at all in investment. It's just a matter of transitioning. uh, It never feels enough. And I, it might just be being like you guys,
0: the only woman in the room, check out their book on Amazon, but it's, (laughs) you know, it's just one of those things where you always feel like you have to be perfect. You have to know the most, be the most prepared.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's why we all put ourselves in a different position Mm -hmm. because we're, consuming and we are getting better and better and better and better so when we have those conversations we're like yeah i can i can talk construction with you not a problem whatsoever (laughs) right yeah i'm five four but i can talk construction with you (laughs) not a problem the last question for you is which women famous or not have inspired you the most
0: oh my goodness you guys are killing me with these questions Oh, I would say it would be the women in my life. And it's hard to pinpoint one because I, you know, I admire my grandmother. I admire Mm my mom. I admire, you know, um, my best friend and my mentor. I had a mentor when I was 16 and she's still my mentor now. And, (laughs) you know, uh, I feel like it's not just one person. And I know Mm -hmm. that's I'm hedging my bets here, but I'm really not because I am a product of all the women that have lifted me up and have hugged me, you know, given me a group hug when I needed it the most you as well, you and Liz, because I feel like I have finally found my tribe. It's so hard. It's been so yeah. hard, you know, being in, in real estate and in construction as, as a woman,
2: but I feel, I feel very safe with you guys. That's so. awesome. That's music to our ears. Cause that's, yeah. that was always our intention you've so done it. <laughs> we can find each other because we are all there, right? Some, right. some people say, oh, there's not too many women in, in in real estate. There are, but they are under the radar and we don't know each other. But now we are finding our place where we can say, hey, me too. Yes. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I gravitate towards uh, a
0: lot of the women that I see at some of the real estate conferences I attend. I'm always like, ooh, ooh, you know,
1: it'd be yeah. because you realize you guys are in a special, we're in a special club. Yeah. Ada, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for sharing all your great knowledge and just sharing yourself. We really um, appreciate you and thank you for leading the Chicago meetup uh, team out there and love to come visit you guys out there at some point. We'd love to have you. Thank you so much, Liz Liz and Andresa, for having me. This has been such a wonderful experience.
2: Awesome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews,